The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Creator Spotlight here on Fightful. And part of the spotlight with Jeremy, as always, and our guest today is a founder and promoter for IWS. He is a legend of Deathmatch Wrestling, a living legend. Uh, they have a big show coming up this week, IWS Scarred for Life 2023, coming up on the 15th. Our guest today is PCP Crazy and Manny. Welcome to the show, Manny. How you doing? What's up, guys? It's a pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Thank I'm, you for I'm, joining I'm, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. Yeah, we, we're really looking forward to this. And uh, I mean, there's so much I wanted to ask you about. I'm not even sure where to start because, I mean, you've, you've been around for so long as a wrestler and as a promoter. You've seen so much talent, you know, come and go over the years, and y'all are still going super strong with IWS. Um, I love the the, the co-promotion with GCW earlier this year as well. I mean, just great stuff that y'all been doing. Um, so yeah. first off, I, I I mean, I'll just start kind of basic. Like, I mean, when did you actually you you because you started wrestling in the '90s, right? So I mean, like, That's right. so I mean, what what kind of wrestling were you a fan of? I guess growing up, who are some of your favorite wrestlers? If you can go back that far and kind of give us some insight before you even got into wrestling. Sure. Like when I was a uh, man, when I was like six or um, maybe like maybe like eight years old, I was uh, uh, I used to go to. Uh, it's pretty funny. I used to go. Uh, my family's Greek, right? And on Saturdays. My parents used to send me to Greek school, which was like a, uh, a it was like a class that would be given in the Greek community and at an elementary school and everything. And my uncle was the caretaker at this school, so during lunch break, I would go to my aunt and uncle's. Right at that time, caretakers, because schools used to be so so big, they used to have a house next door where the caretaker of the school would live because there was so much work to be done and somebody had to watch the place twenty four hours a day. So during my lunch break, I would go to my uncle's house and uh, I, my aunt would make me lunch. Typical, you know, old Greek family. She, she'd be there taking care of me and my cousins. And, and uh, my uncle would turn on the TV at noon and there was international wrestling. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, he turned on the TV and there was this match. There was a feud going on between Sheik Ali and Abdul the Butcher. And uh, Eddie Creechman had just turned on Abdul the Butcher and brought out Sheik Ali to attack him. And they were promoting the event at the Paul Sylvia Arena. And I just looked at this and it was so wild and so crazy that like I I fell in love with it. I literally, I really, really fell in love with it. And I went home that day, literally like between seven and nine years old. I'm not sure. And uh, I went home that day and I was telling my dad about it and how crazy it was. And he took me to this little mall across the street from where we live. And they had a video store because back then you had to go rent videos, you know, VHS and we're, was, we're just uh, old enough by the way we're like yeah. me and jeremy me and jeremy <laughs> yeah, had blockbusters yeah. growing up but like if yeah. you had someone just a couple years younger they won't they won't get yeah. it so yeah, yeah. I, I had blockbuster in my 30s <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so like so I, I was like uh it was uh we went into this video store and they had a small section from coliseum video and they had this vhs tape that had just come out and it was wrestlemania one 
And he rented it for me. We went home, we watched it together. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I've been a fan ever since. And as I got, as I got older, uh, I'll never forget. I was watching a pay-per-view when I was about 20, 21 years old with a bunch of friends. And uh, it was, it was a WWE pay-per-view. It was right at the beginning. It was right at the beginning of the Attitude Era, right when WWE was going at it with WCW and the NWO existed and this and that. And I'd really fallen back into love with wrestling. And uh, we were watching this pay-per-view and I I looked at my friend. I said, I'm going to do that one day. We were all high. We're smoking weed. We're young. I'm like, I'm going to do that one day. And they're like, there's no way you're going to do that, man. I'm like, within a year, I will be a pro wrestler. And they're like, yeah, right, man, bullshit. And like these guys, are like they're, they're not wrestling. They're not real wrestling fans. They were just watching it for fun, you know, something to do for a Saturday night. And uh, I'll never forget. A week later, I watched Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Dean Malenko at the infamous Bash at the Beach, where Hogan Hogan joined the NWO. And I watched that match, and I fell in love with it. And I heard about a company called ECW, and I started looking into it. And Barely Legal, the very first ECW pay per view, was about. To, about to air so me and a good buddy of mine chris we went and we found one of these old pool halls with those massive satellite dishes on top and uh we asked him hey can you show this we'll buy food well and they said sure and we watched very legal and you know two three months later i was like i have to do this i really have to do this and at the time i was uh i was doing a lot i was doing a lot the same uncle ironically he would let us into the gymnasium of the high school, me and one of my buddies, and we'd practice on gym mats and we'd start wrestling and we'd practice we'd be fooling around on gym mats. And we were like, we're going to put on a show one day. We're really going to put on a show. And on my 23rd birthday, I was at this bar called Wally's Pub and this dude came up to me who was a mutual friend. He's like, I know this guy named Sexy Eddie who's just like you. And he says he wants to put on a show at Dawson College and he's here tonight. Do you want to meet him? So I walked up to Eddie and uh, I met him for the first time. And he's like, yeah, we want to do a show at Dawson College. We're going to rent a ring. We're going we're gonna to get a company. They're going to come in and they're going to put on a show and they're going to let us wrestle for fun. They're going to train us a little bit. And uh, I'm like, I'm in. So me and Eddie became friends since that day. Uh, one month later, we had, I think it was Rumble in, the, Rumble, in the, Rumble in the Gym or something like that at Dawson College. They hired a small little wrestling company, NCW, to bring in a ring and a bunch of wrestlers. They let the students have the Dawson Battle Royal. And uh, I walked to the ring, and on our way to the ring, we never even entered the ring for the Battle Royal. We just walked there. We had hidden tables and garbage cans under the ring, and we just started to beat the living shit out of each other and never entered the ring till the promoter from that fed made us go backstage with bleeding and everything. Wrestling got banned for Dawson for life. And uh, honest to God, we were sitting in this bar called Wally's Pub, the same place where we met. And we're like, what are we going to do now? These guys say we're never going to wrestle and come back again. They refuse to train us. Dawson says we can never put on a show. What are we going to do? You know, and at the time, indie wrestling was like the church basement days. It was really like, if you wanted to see an indie show, there was 40 people in a church basement. That's all there was. Everywhere it was the same thing. So me and Eddie are sitting in this bar and we're looking around and there's four cement pillars that are holding the ceiling up and they're exactly 14 by 14 feet apart. And I look at Eddie and I'm like, imagine if we drilled holes into those pillars and put turnbuckles in and put up a set of ropes and put down a set of gym mats. And he's like, yeah, that would be pretty crazy. And we pitched it to the owner. And three weeks later, WWS, which became the IWS, was born. And our first show, we drew like 275 people. It was retarded. Nobody had ever seen that in indie wrestling <laughs> yeah. anywhere in Canada. And uh, that was it. And 
as the years went by, Wally's pub closed. So we lost our makeshift ring. We started renting rings. The people we were renting rings from started getting jealous because we were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So we built our own ring. Actually, I give props to the Green Phantom on that one because, you know, we were, we were very, very young and we didn't have money. And the Green Phantom got his brother to co-sign a loan. We got $4,000. We paid a guy to weld the ring and build it for us. I had stolen schematics off the internet. I had taken pictures of the rings on highspots.com, given them yeah. to this guy. He built this ring. We built our first ring at like 25 years old. And uh, now I think we own four rings, 10,000 square foot gym, uh, fully equipped with West Side, uh, West, uh, West Side bodybuilding equipment and Atlantis equipment, uh, our own full production TV, <laughs> like TV equipment. Like literally it's in the last 20, it's going to be, it's going to be 25 years in March. It's evolved so much that, you know, here we are, you know, that is wild. So there's yeah. so much about that. So like, so, cause this, what you're talking about, this had to have been what in like 97 or something. 98. Like you're meeting these guys. Okay. So yeah, 98. And I remember those days too, when like high spots was like the only place where you could find like ring, like ring stuff. Yeah. And like, um, man. And, and so like, I mean, just what's it like? Cause the last time I saw you wrestle, your partners were Green Phantom and Sexy Eddie. Like you've kept this relationship yeah. with these two guys this entire time, which is like pretty yeah. unheard of, like in wrestling, I feel yeah. like to be that close to these guys for this long. Uh, can you yeah. speak on that a little bit more of this? Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, it, well, the Green Phantom, I, it, the funny story with the Green Phantom is we grew up, we grew up in the same town with the same friends. So the reason the Green Phantom became a wrestler, he tells the story so well was because when I started promoting these shows, I hadn't seen him in like two or three years because we we were friends. We hung out in the same town. We partied a lot, but I hadn't seen him in two or three years. And he says, like, he just randomly showed up at one of our shows. And when I saw him at the show, it was a Halloween show. And when I saw him at the show, he was like, listen, man, uh, I was listening to a radio show and they were talking about wrestling. And when I when I was a kid, I had, I had a reputation for doing well. My name is PCP Manny, right? So I had a <laughs> reputation for doing a lot of drugs when I was a kid. So when he was like, I was listening to a wrestling radio show and there was a guy talking and he's going, my name is PCP Manny, IWS Wrestling. Come check out this show, Wally's Pub, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I only know one Manny and he sounds like him, but there's no way that Manny can be a professional wrestler because he's just a party animal. But then who else would call himself PCP Manny? So he showed up at the show in a Halloween costume where he's wearing a mechanic suit and a lucha match, a, luce, a lucha mask. That was his costume, his Halloween costume. And he's so damn tall that everybody in the crowd thought he was part of the show. So I was like, so, uh, you know, we got this little place where a few of us train once a week. Uh, you want to become a pro wrestler? And he's like, sure. And he, Eddie, had, Eddie had started it with me already and we all became friends. And it's like, like you said, it's been 25 years that we, we've been all doing this together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we had our ups and downs. Obviously, you know, we're all dudes. There's a lot of testosterone in the air. There's times where we can't stand each other. But, I mean, we're all true real-life friends. We're brothers, you know? We've done this for yeah. so, so long that it's, like, it's part of who we are. Yeah. I was getting, so I was going to say, first off, to, to have that long of a relationship, like you, like you said, like there's ups and downs and everything, but through yeah. wrestling that long of a relationship, and we'll get into another friendship that has gone for, for 20 years yeah. now. Uh, Cause we were talking off air and you said you had some, some stories about these guys that, that we'll talk about, yeah. but I want to ask off of that. Like, so was there any like formal training 
that you did, or it was just that that first one you just walked so, to the ring and started throwing throwing just, garbage just, cans. Just made just made a ring out of four yeah. pillars you found. And- <laughs> so when we when we did the event at Dawson College, they there was this guy named Andy Ellison, and you know a lot of people have a lot of bad stuff to say about him. I I don't I've never heard anything bad about the guy. He's just very carny. You know, he's an ex WWE jobber who who people know him because he's a really big dude and he'll rent a ring from a fed and he'll, he'll pay that fed to come to a show. And he does shows on some Indian reserves or some special events. And he was, he came in to train us, but we're like, we wanted to do this so badly that we, we kind of, we kind of just lied. We're like, Oh, we've already trained before, you know? And like, I remember the first time he came in, he started teaching, he came in to train us and to teach us a few things. And I took the first bump and I'd never taken a bump in my life. And I just threw myself to the floor. I nearly gave myself a concussion. You know, I was like, wow. And he kind of just looked at us and he's like, well, you're doing a battle royal. He's like, all you have to do, know how to do is get thrown over the top rope. You know, and I'm like, uh, okay, sure, sure. And then afterwards, there was, uh, when we started doing these shows at Wally's Pub, there was a few guys, because they became so big, guys were coming from local promotions and wrestling for us. Because they're like, you know, we don't want to wrestle in front of uh, 30 people in a church basement and have to listen to these politics from these old guys that have been around forever who treat us like shit and don't pay us because everybody would wrestle for free at the time. And we actually paid people. So they're like, we want to work. We want to wrestle in front of 300 people. We want to wrestle in front of our friends. So they came in and then they started also at the same time. They were like, Hey, you know, like you guys are doing all the crazy stuff. You're hitting each other with chairs or going through tables, but you know, like uh, you, you have a spot. Let's, let's teach you. So there was a guy named TNT who, uh, you know, I, you actually see him like uh, I believe he's in the he's in the Sami Zayn documentary when they, when they did the Sami Zayn documentary when they were talking about the Bell Center and everything. Uh, he was he, that's a story later on. This 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 is the this man is the reason why Sami Zayn got his shot as El Generico and allegedly El Generico. Uh, sure. um, so he took us in and he started to teach us slowly but surely. And you know, as time went by, like look, you, you do something long enough, you get good at it. You know. So it's kind of like, and a lot, a lot of us, like we get, we get the reputation because some of the stuff we do is so crazy. We get the reputation of being like glorified backyarders or this, that, which is ironic because I've never wrestled in a backyard in my life. So <laughs> I've never had one backyard match ever. I don't think any of my guys, like most of my guys haven't, but like, you know, we, you ask any major star that's been in the ring with us. We are the same. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. If guys out there, it's just a look we are putting on. We're, we're doing our job properly. We're making it look like it's real, you know? So, yeah, it's uh, we, we learned with time, you know? And uh, as the years have gone by, we've just gotten so good at it. Now we we own the best school of the country now, you know. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, you know, you mentioned in like ECW had a really big influence on you, and like you telling your buddies, like I got it, I just got to do this after seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this obviously is a big compliment. Now that I know this, especially of you, um, like when I watched that GCW versus IWS show from earlier this year you get like massive ECW crowd vibes, you know, you know what I mean? In that building. And like, I love the fan base that y'all, that y'all have cultivated. It's, it's, it's badass. So like, um, 
I wanted to ask you, cause you, you mentioned this. And I don't know if I heard this wrong. Was the first company, like when you said you first saw wrestling, like the first time you're telling like your family about it, was that company called international wrestling? You said so it was international wrestling. And so then you, is that where international wrestling syndicate, like that name? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's that no, actually it's pretty funny. I, I never actually put those two together, but it's not working. So we're, <laughs> you guys are going to hear a story now, man. So we were we were WWS, the World Wrestling Syndicate, and uh, oh man, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy stories because I've been doing this for 25 years. So, so one day we're we're sitting there and we're we're planning our next event, and a friend of mine turns to me and he's like, um, "Do you do you?" I, I won't mention her name now because she's not in that anymore. And anybody's like, "Do you remember this girl that we went to high school with?" And I'm like, "Sure," and he's like, "She's and." This was the dawn of the internet. Like high speed internet didn't even exist yet. It was dial up internet, you know. And he's like, uh, she, she's an adult film star now. She's she's got her own amateur site. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna hit her up and see if she wants to do something at one of our shows. Play the sexy nurse because at the time our shows were in bars and they were 18 and over. So I emailed this girl and uh, she she remembered me. She said sure. She says, look, she's like, uh, I work for a company. And I told the owner about it, and he's very, very, he's really, really interested in it. And uh, so I get this email from from uh, a porn star from a porn star named Carol Cox at the time, who uh, was the biggest and one of the first and biggest amateur female porn star at the time. It was actually her husband who messaged me, and they owned a company. And at the time, they owned a company called Wild Rose Productions, and they're like, "We we just checked out some of some of your stuff online and everything." And they're like, "Your website is terrible because I built our website on GeoCities." He's like, your website is terrible, but he's like, we're really interested in your shows. It looks cool. Why don't you come down and meet us? So I went down and I met with I met with them, and it was the, cra- it was the craziest thing because it was a webcam studio. So they're they're trying to they're trying to freak us out because they're a bunch of millionaires, you know. And they're like, we're kind of a little bit of a joke to them, you know. They they want they want to sponsor us because they think it's cool to do events in Montreal and they own the nightclub and stuff, but they wanted to freak us out. So they literally call us for this meeting. And we're doing this meeting, and right next to us is a girl putting on a webcam show, like a full <laughs> webcam show. And like we're we're not on camera, but she's literally next to us. And at the time, there's no sound or anything, so nobody could hear us because the internet was new and everything. And he's like, "So we wanted." To, so he had the idea to change it to IWS, but to call it Internet Wrestling Syndicate, because they were working DSL and uh, cable internet was coming out, and they had just bought the rights to this multi-million-dollar streaming software and everything like that. So they wanted to stream a lot of our events live online and they wanted us to do like online shows and they had a studio. So we became the IWS, the internet wrestling syndicate. And as we grew and as we, you know, we broke out in the States and a lot of those people broke out, we, we changed the name eventually to international wrestling syndicates. We had gone so big. We had an Italian fan site. We had a Japanese fan site. We had an American fan site. We were going to Philly every weekend. So that's how, that's how it became IWS. Interesting. Yeah. There you go, Jensen. So it is, it became IWS through a, basically a, a live webcam show. That's, yeah. that's yeah. Basically, basically, yeah. 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 Wow. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would have yeah. never. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of wild that I'm glad that I that you had never like put that together either. Like the names. Like yeah. that's kind of cool that I just brought that up to you after. Yeah. You've, been, around, you've been in this game this long. Like I, I'm very yeah. something new, which is I guess cool yeah. for me. Oh, I I, I did the dose of death. I did the Dose of Death podcast back in March with uh, the guys from Kings World Wrestling. And he had done so much research. And he's like, you realize you guys are the first wrestling federation to stream. He's like, a Japanese fan sent me 
you guys streaming live shows in like 2001 before like before anyone ever before you know IPTV existed or anything like that before fight existed all he's like you guys were doing that back then he's like that's that's so cool. and i'm like yeah i kind of forgot about that i'm like we had like uh, uh i don't know if you remember viewers choice canada where you'd order pay-per-views like wwe pay-per-views and everything we had our own pay-per-view on viewers choice canada we had our own tv show on the fight network when the fight network first started years and years ago so we, we did a lot a lot of stuff back in the day it was, it was first for everything you know and that's that's one of the things like I get a lot of heat about saying this in my own province because, you know, go figure, the only English company in Quebec doesn't really get the respect they deserve in a French province. But, like, we, I kind of feel like we're the company that kind of took wrestling out of church basements and told people, you know, you need production values. You need to make it look good, not only for your talent, but for your fan, you know. I don't want people to think they're coming to a wrestling show. I want them to think they're going to a concert. You know, I want them to, like, this is a night out. And that's why when you saw like the GCW versus IWS show, which was a first for a lot of people, the fan base was totally different. You know, you've got you've got like 2,300 people in this building going completely insane and the lights. Are, and that's what attracts people to those shows. You know, if I did that in a parking lot, in a parking lot somewhere, or in some small community hall with no entranceway and no production and, you know, some guy using Windows Media Player to play the music, I would not be getting that kind of crowd, you know? So... So uh, image is very, very big, and so is atmosphere. Speaking of streaming deals, the, the partnership with GCW kind of led to the partnership with Fight TV. What made, yeah. you know, what made the decision of like, okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move to Fight. This is the right move for us. Well, so like last August, I, I was, I, I had it. I was sore. I was tired. I, I basically, I had, I was telling people I was gonna have my last match. Uh, it was last. It was August sixth last year. It's actually good that I can address this because I get so much slack from people. Oh, I thought you were tired. And like, I really give a fuck. I can do what I want, you know. <laughs> but but <laughs> so I, I went out to have my last match last August, and it was a fans bring a weapons match against Matthew Saint Jacques from TDT. The first minute in the match, there was a there was a screw up. I cut my hand really, really, really bad. Like I had to tape my hand shut. It was bleeding everywhere. The medic was flipping. He wanted us to stop the match right away. We had to cut a bunch of stuff out and you know the match ended I, I was not happy with it not for, for my last match and everything you know it, it was just it was really really bad luck and also even though it was a 23 minute match you know perception isn't a perception for a lot of people isn't really reality because people are like oh why'd you cut it short it was so short i'm like that was 23 minutes that wasn't short but they're like oh you cut it short because you were hurt or this. so i heard that for the longest time and it was, it was kind of getting I'm getting sick of hearing it. And, you know, I, I'm very, I'm very, very into fitness. I'm very, very into taking care of myself. I'm 40, you know, I'm going to be 48 years old soon, but like I, I believe in maintaining my health and working out a lot, this and that. And uh, uh, in November, I think it was late November or early December, Brett is a really, really good friend of mine. I've known Brett since he was a ref back at CZW. And for the longest time, we've been talking about doing a show together. And it just, it never really, the schedules didn't really work out. And then, we said, you know what, we can do this in March. And I'm like, you know what, let's not just do this in Montreal, let's do it in Toronto. You know, let's do both because I wanted to move to Toronto eventually too. What a what a good opportunity to do that. So we set this up and, you know, the whole conversation came up about Nick and how everybody's always wanted to do me versus Nick. So, you know, we, we went through a, a process legally, you know, despite what a lot of people say, we just like to keep things quiet because there's a lot of haters, but we went through a process legally and we said, okay, if this works out, 
I'll, if I'll come back and we'll do the, I'll, Nick will be in the fans, bring the weapons and I'll be in the fans, bring the weapons and we'll tear it down. At the same time, you know, I knew that our live events, nobody puts on live events like we do in terms of production, in terms of the venue, in terms of the attendance and the fans. It's very rare you see that in indie wrestling. And I knew that, you know, Fight would get Fight Plus would get blown away. And like if you if you watch the live tweets from the show, so would the fans, you know. They're gonna be like, What the hell is this? You know, there's a WWE like atmosphere with deathmatch wrestling. Like this is this is incredible. So I knew that was the night. You know, that was the night to go all out, and that was the night that was going to get us a streaming deal. And of course, we had that match. We saw how wild it was. You saw the reaction the next day on the internet, how, you know, the clips of my ear and this and that went completely viral. Everybody was talking about it. The downloads on Fight, the replays and everything went completely off the wall. And, uh, you know, I uh, spoke with Brett. I'm like, who's the guy I got to talk to? He gave me the, the, the president of Fight's info. And he's like, hell yeah, we want you on here. You know, this this is what we want. This is what this is the kind of product we want on fight. And uh, the deal came through. And you know, so a lot of people are like, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you were you said you were tired. I'm like, well, you know what? When it's I don't wrestle anywhere else. I wrestle in the IWS. It's my company. You know, and I know that when I go out there, you know, I'll do what it takes to make sure my company gets gets the visibility it needs. And, you know, I'll take the bumps that need to be taken. I'll do what I have to do in the ring to give people, you know, what they expect from us, you know. And, I mean, if you're not going to do it for your own company, who are you going to do it for, you know. So it's like, yeah, I came out of retirement. I'm much healthier. I'm lighter. I feel better. And, you know, I'm going to keep doing this until our 25th anniversary show in March. And, you know, if people don't like it, well, you know, tough shit, don't watch. But right now, I think the product is amazing. And, you know, I'm living the dream life. I feel good. And, as you saw from my performance in March, you know, I can fucking go. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, in like the, the reaction too from the crowd, like in the main event, because yeah. at first it looks like, you know, the two on two. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the tag yeah. team match. And then Nick Gage comes out, the place goes crazy. Obviously you, y'all had teased the stuff between the two of y'all yeah. heading into the show. Um, so then when your music hits and you see the PCP up on the screen, everyone goes yeah. crazy for that. And then, you know, the two of y'all square off and pretty much, I mean, it's pretty much like y'all are yeah. with each other the whole match. I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, so everyone yeah. gets, you know, everyone gets like that dream match within the six person match there of the two of y'all. I mean, you did crazy stuff. Uh, you like you got thrown off like the, like the balcony. balcony. Um, yeah. yeah, dude, that, that match was nuts. And then of course, I mean, you mentioned it. I, I definitely wanted to bring this up your ear dude that was gnarly that yeah. was gnarly um that was the last shot of the whole thing right that was that last yeah. that final uh uh yeah it was dude. uh it was like i told him at the end like uh you know jpabe but like light me up you know light me up like if, if i'm gonna get pinned, you know i'm gonna because the whole point of that match was like you said I, and uh the guys that do the gcw podcast oh, they, they pinned it out perfectly it was like you know two kings came out to defend their armies, you know, to defend their territories. And, and, you know, of course, it was me and Nick the whole time. And I've known Nick for, for 20 years, at least, you know, like we go way back. So it's like it, it, it had to happen. And when that happened with, you know, that last shot, it was basically, it was just, it was bad luck. It was, you know, I looked at Nick, he hit me, I gave him the finger. I looked at Vina, she hit me, I gave her the finger. I was supposed to turn to Mass and look at him. He swung too fast. It caught me in an awkward position. It cut part of my ear off and it cut the artery behind my ear. 
it was a scary moment, but at the same time, what a lot of people don't know, and you know, like, uh, of course, you get all the hot dog and handshake comments on the internet, this and that. They don't realize when a venue with 2,300 people and, and the production and everything's behind. You know, there's a surgeon waiting backstage just for that situation. You know, so it's like I knew I was hurt. My partners checked on me. There was a ringside medic who checked on me. He said, "It's not your neck. It's behind your ear. The ear bleeds a lot." They got me a towel. Then I saw the surgeon in the corner by the backstage. He's like, "Okay, come." And I was literally taken. I literally the moment I crossed that gate where no one sees. I was literally taken backstage by a medical team, thrown in a shower, and within, I'd say within two minutes from me being in the ring to that to backstage, I was being stitched up already. You know, so it's you know we're obviously we're going to take precautions. We're adults. We're not we're not kids. You know, and I know I know not every fed does that. You know, and that's not my business. That's their business. But uh, yeah, it was it was gnarly. You know, it was uh, obviously I wish it didn't happen, but you know it's this is this isn't you know this isn't polo. You know. When it's also, you kind of see like who kind of pays attention to stuff and not like when you see some of the comments. Because, like, for instance, like Sexy Eddie always gets it. Like, whenever like the like new eyes see Sexy Eddie, they always complain about everything he does. And it's like, because they're doing this for 25 years. Like, this isn't, this isn't like a new shtick. Like, this is what, this is what you're expecting to see when you pay a ticket to see Sexy Eddie. Like, you know, so. Um, I'm sure you guys get that kind of shit all the time, but like, oh yeah, I like, yeah. I like that y'all just don't care and you just keep doing your thing. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, they, that's I mean, what literally like, you know, tw- you look at Twitter. I people go on there, they they just want to talk shit. You know, it's like, so hey, if you want to keep retweeting the clip, uh, which is causing more people to download the show on Fight Plus, which got us a massive massive deal, so go right ahead, man. You can say all the hot dog and handshake comments you want. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy my life. I have a very good life. I'm very happy. So, you know. Well, as crazy as you are being PCP crazy effing Manny, I will say yeah. you seem pretty tame as a human being. Like you seem like a pretty reasonable, like yeah. this dude. But like once when, 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 when that adrenaline gets going, man, you, you must just really, was really. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a job, you know, it's, we're, yeah. we're, putting, we're putting on a show. It's, we're, I mean, we I get nervous every single time, and uh, you know, it, of course, we all do. And you know, it, it's funny too because you you, re- you really saw, you really saw it when we did a when we, did, when we did the GCW show because so we had two entrances. So you know, just before they announced the match, uh, we're, we're all of us are together, and you know, we're going over everything. One last six of us, we're going over everything over everything, one last shot, and then you know. Rena, Mance, and Nick have to go to the other side of the backstage so they could come out from their entrance. And, you know, then I'm there with, I'm, I'm there with Hank and Eddie. And we're like, Oof, okay, you know. And uh, this is rare because, you know, it's the first time the three of us are going out there as partners. Usually we're facing each other. So, like, you kind of see, what, here we are. We're three grown men in our 40s, you know. And uh, we're, you know, you see the nerves, you see the adrenaline. At the same time, I'm looking and I see, like, I see guys like Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne and Alec Price and, uh, Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, the Ratty Daddy, uh, Cole Radwick. They're all they're all standing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm standing. I'm like, ooh, all right, all right. <laughs> I look at him. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm looking at him. I'm like, I'm scared. And they're like, oh, you're gonna be good. You're gonna be good. I'm like, you got no idea what I have planned, dude. <laughs> and and then and then on top of that, then you know, so so you know, Rena and Mance go out, and then and then uh, Phantom and Eddie go out. Now I got a whole more another whole other six seven minutes because the whole thing with Nick has to happen. And now I'm back there alone, 
You know, and I'm like, ooh, man. I'm like, this is a good idea, Manny. You know, <laughs> keep telling myself this is the last time. This So, you know, the, the nerves are there and everything. But once we go out there, you know, it's, it's our job. We put on that show. And, uh, you know, we make sure that we all know what we're doing in that, what we're, what we're doing in that match. We all make, we make sure it's properly, properly planned. You know, you see a bunch of violence in the ring and it looks fucking crazy and everything, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. You know, you, you got six people who sat there for six hours and went over everything several, several, several times, you know, the balcony, like, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, that balcony spot, that was, that was dangerous. That was, that was stupid. That was but like, you know, what people don't know is that, you know, one, I've had a guy that's been with us for 25 years. He's not a wrestler. He's not even a wrestling fan. He's one of my best friends. He's our truck driver. And he's one of these guys that's, you know, he can fix anything. He's good. He's good at fixing anything. Your car breaks, your, 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 he, he can fix anything. He's one of my best friends. And, you know, he was in charge of making sure those tables got set up properly for the balcony spot. He knew the orders that they went in. And during the day, we set that up earlier on in the day. He picked the right tables. He put the spots in. He taped the floor where they went. He stashed them nearby. Then I went up to the balcony. There was an actual target where nobody could see. There was an actual target because I wear glasses. So there was an actual target on top of the tables. So I knew where to land. And there's even at the point where there's white tape on the balcony of where my foot and my hands go while I'm up there with Nick. So I know there's absolutely no way when I go off, I'm going to miss, you know? Wow, so there's like, yeah. we're, we're, we're professionals, you know, it's like a lot of this stuff gets a bad, a bad reputation. And you know what? Rightfully so. Cause a lot of people don't do things the way we do things, but you know, we're, we're professionals, you know, and, and a lot of other companies get heat like that too, because you know, G, you know, a lot of times GCW gets heat, gets heat about the stuff they do. And then you realize they're like, Hey, you know, this company runs three, four shows a week across the world. You know, there's a bit of preparation that goes into getting people across the world everywhere, paying them this, that back home. And so it's like, you know, it's like there, there is, there, there is a method behind the madness, you know? I appreciate you like giving that kind of insight because I'm going to fully admit it. I'm not the biggest deathmatch guy. Nick Gage yeah. is one of my favorite wrestlers because he is somebody who like does it well and does it yeah. right. I can't watch like a whole show of it though because yeah. it, i start to become like a little numb like all right this is a little bit too much for me but when you do see this stuff it's like oh man this is yeah. absolutely insane but we we've talked to joey janela before and joey janela has always uh told us a lot about like how much detail goes into planning these spots and like you know we make sure we're, we're safe when doing it we take these precautions i don't think a lot of fans who like watch this kind of deathmatch stuff like all the time actually understand that like yeah, there's a lot of precautions here that maybe you you just are missing if you're just yeah. watching this match or just seeing the clip online or something. So I appreciate you saying like, hey, all of this was sort of, we knew this was going to happen. We knew that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, my ear got sliced, but it was stitched up two minutes later. Like, I think that's very valuable insight for people who are kind of just well, seeing yeah. the gifts and everything. It, it, it is. And also, you know, like I, I, I understand when people criticize it too, because I mean, there's, there's, there's been a lot of places where, you know, especially in my younger years where we walked in, I was like, man, man like I, I was, I was supposed to, I was, years ago, they wanted me to headline one of the, one of the first tournament of deaths with two other people. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that because I didn't want to get in the ring with them. Cause I was like, no, I don't want somebody to stab me in the head for 25 fucking minutes. That's not what I do. I put on a stunt show. Like what you saw, I take big bumps. We like to tell a story as much as we can. And like you, you can, you can see the difference when you see, you know, like, 
you know, somebody who's swinging a light tube, you know, and aiming for your back or giving you that little pat on the ass that a lot of fans don't notice saying, yo, feed, feed me, you know, like, you know, versus somebody who just picks something up and throws it at your head when you're not looking and stuff like that. Like, there's a method to it. Again, there's a lot of feds where you see a lot of people being stabbed in the face or, you know, getting stuff thrown at them or it's just matches where people are, are smashing stuff over, over each other, you know. And there's also, you know, a lot of times, you know, most of the, a lot of the people have the same look. You know, in those matches, so it kind of gives those matches that that reputation. You know, a bunch of guys in jogging pants and t-shirts that aren't in shape or this and that. But it's not like that. You know, like a, one example. Okay, Nick, Nick side. Nick is Nick is the fucking. You know, whatever anybody wants to say about Nick Gage, Nick Gage is the most professional guy I've ever been in the ring with. I can wrestle Nick Gage with my eyes closed for hours. It it is just and everything will go fine. And, you know, you can even see Nick look at me when he saw my ear. He's like, "Yeah, we got to go home, Manny." That's not good, you know. And uh, but you know, someone else on top of that, Rena. Rena, even with a with a lack of community, Rena is one of the smoothest people I've ever been in the ring with. She's just so good, you know. And and a sweetheart, an angel, you know. So it's like you know, there's a lot a lot of stuff. In the- Sawyer Wreck is another girl. She she was, you know, she helped us out so much backstage and everything, you know. I mean, I, I had friends backstage as well that, that aren't that aren't wrestlers that were helping out, but that, you know. She, she helped us out backstage, especially when I got cut and everything like that. You know, it's like we're all friends. And like like you said, a lot of like we wouldn't be doing this for so damn long you know, and be be fit and be healthy if, you know, if, if we didn't know what we were doing. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's part of the it's part of the gig. And a lot, another thing I tell a lot of people being in shape and, and taking care of your body. You know, you can party, you can, you can live a wild life. I, I see the craziest drug stories on Twitter and everything, but as long as you have that balance and you take care of yourself, you take care of your health, you eat well, you go to the gym and everything like that. Longevity will always be there for you. Well, you know, um, you mentioned a lot of like young talent of today, uh, people like Jordan Oliver, Sawyer Rack, Cole Radger, yeah. it's just some of the names you mentioned. Obviously you have a lot of, great you know young canadian talent that that comes through um you guys that that currently works there and then of course in the past and you know me and jeremy talked about some of these names pre-show and i'd like to get your thoughts now um so um obviously you know two guys Sami Zayn and kevin owens they they made big el generico and kevin steen made uh made some big waves um in iws and uh i know you said you had uh, like some stories about kevin steen and stuff i'd just like just to hear just anything you'd like to say about those guys. Cause obviously, I mean, they just made a event at WrestleMania this year. And like mm-hmm. you, you, you and your company had a lot to do with like how they became, you know, what they became. So, so like some, okay. So Sammy said, Sammy was, Sammy was literally one of my neighbors growing up. He lived a street away from me and he started coming to IWS shows uh, as a, as a broom boy, you know, he was, he's at like, he would, he would sweep the ring and he would sneak in early and he'd be like, he'd be practicing in the ring and taking bumps and stuff like that. And one day, uh, the, uh, TNT, the guy I was talking about before, his opponent didn't show up, and he's like, "Give me the kid." He's like, "Give me the kid," and we're like, "Sure." So we put a we put a octagon mask on him. So I don't know if anybody ever noticed that, but the generic mask is actually an octagon mask. So we put an octagon mask on him that somebody had backstage, and we named him El Generico, the Generic Luchador. And he went out there and he had his first match, and I'll like, I will never forget. He did a. He did a super crazy uh, corkscrew moonsault to the outside, and uh, and when he landed it, he just went ole, just like that, because he didn't know what to say. And the crowd went insane and started singing ole, ole, ole. 
I mean, it just took off. And I mean, man, he, he, you know, we all know what happened with him and everything. And Kevin, I mean, Kevin, Kevin is the epitome of a pro wrestling fan. Like Kevin, Kevin Owens lives, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. I remember one year we were we were wrestling at Heavy Montreal, and uh, he he had hit me he had hit me up the day after the show. He had just finished. Uh, he was on he was on the road, and uh, his wife was in Montreal visiting family, and she was at the Heavy Montreal Festival, and uh, you know she had seen a bunch of friends of ours, and he, I, he's like, oh, my wife says thank you for this and that. I'm like, oh, cool, thank you, buddy. It's all good. He's like, so what did you do yesterday? I'm like, oh, I wrestled this guy. He's like, oh, nice. And he's like, yeah. what did you do in the match? And I'm like, oh, we did a thumbtack spot. We did. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you know, at the time he was world champ. He's WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I'm like, it's 10 a.m. I'm hungover at Park John Drapeau for day three of Heavy Montreal because we have a, we wrestle at Heavy Montreal. We have an event called Heavy Mania, and I'm sitting here, and the WWE World Heavyweight Champion is. Asking me about my mask, my match via text message the next day, you know. Awesome. I'm like, this, this is so crazy. And then literally, it was so wild because so I leave, I leave uh, the Olympia after I get my ear stone on, and the, the doctor backstage, the surgeon, wants me to go to the hospital because I had a uh, what's it called uh, a, a, a hematoma under one of the cuts. And he's like, you know, maybe you should just go double check this. The hospital is right nearby. They know you're coming. It'll take a couple hours. You know, I'll sleep better because you know, doc, our doctor, like we have real doctors backstage, and they're also people we grew up with. You know, so which is good about being older because you have a lot of friends with careers. You know, <laughs> so, so so they genuinely care about us. So I was sitting at the hospital, and one of our students from our pro wrestling school drove me there, and he was going to drive me home, and he's sitting with me. And the first text message, because by this point it was about one a.m., the internet had gone nuts. Like everybody was resharing the gif of my ear and everything. The first text message I get, 1 a.m. Saturday night, is Kevin Owens, who's you know who just finished a pay-per-view, and he's like, Manny, your ear, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm like, shit luck. And he's like, are you okay? Are you at the hospital? Where are you? Talk to me. And then I got this student sitting next to me who's like three months into pro wrestling training, and he sees the name oh, on my phone. And he's like, <laughs> wow. he's like, he's like, is that really, is that really who I think it is? And I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, you know, we we're all friends. We grew up together. We, we came up together, you know, that's why you see guys like Mox in, in GCW, you know, it's like this, this is, this is a generation, this community of guys who came up together and a lot of guys, they don't let success get to them. You know, they, they know where they came from, you know, a lot of guys don't too. So a lot of guys forget about where they came from, but you know, Kevin, Sami Zayn, 3.0 speedball, Mike Bailey. They're all like, these guys are real, man. Speedball life. I've never met someone who cares, like, because we have a pro wrestling school, obviously, and I, you've seen a lot of our students, uh, and we'll, we'll get to them in a minute, but, like, Speedball Mike Bailey, you know, ha trained a lot of those guys hand-in-hand hand with Shane Hawk, and, I mean, he checks in on them all the time, you know, he he really, and this is a guy who's wrestling five days a week, and he still takes the time to check in on everyone, he, he really believes it, you know? Yeah, well, and not only is Speedball wrestling, like, five days a week, he's... Yeah. He's, in my in my honest opinion, he's the best in ring wrestler in the world right now. Like I think yeah, he, he puts is. on the the he's consistently putting on the best matches of like almost yeah. every show he's a part of. It's yeah. it's, it's unreal. Yeah. He just had another one with yeah. Mal the other day on Jason. Yeah. I mean, just like yeah. every time, it's unreal how good he is. Yeah. Um, I, I saw. I literally I went to Toronto for absolutely no reason just to see Speedball versus Vikingo versus Jack Carwheel, just to see Speedball and Vikingo in the same ring because I was like, I can't miss this match. I'm like, and, and you know, like, 
I, I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> wrestling has become a job to me. I, I don't follow wrestling. I don't watch wrestling. You know, I, I keep, I, I keep business tabs on it, but it's, you know, the, 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 the hardcore fandom of wrestling for me has kind of faded out because it's, it's become part of my life. It's a job now, you know? So, but for that match, I, I went to Toronto just to see that match as a fan because that's, that's how good he is. That's how much fun he is to watch. Speaking of some of the up and coming names on the the independent scene in IWS, let us know like who who we should all be keeping tabs on, and um, don't mention Shane Hawk though. <laughs> and I'll throw I'll throw out real quick from a fan perspective, two guys that I like are actually I, I like a lot of your tag teams. I really do, and yeah. like, I think like TDT is really slept on, and I yeah. think Fresh Air. Like I love the Hot Stepper. Like I love that theme song too. Like I love the whole presentation yeah. of all that stuff yeah. so yeah. just just for just for my just from my perspective just like kind of being newer to some of the talent there like i, I really like in there i love I, i've known about benjamin toll for a while but i think he's a great yeah. you know champion for y'all yeah. so they're just kind of my two cents but i want to hear you know yeah. your, your thoughts for sure the, the, when i when i think of tdt like i'll say this i will put tdt against any american tag team out there if you you know there was a whole there was I remember Shane Hawk talked about how much easier it was for American wrestlers to to, to get attention and everything that caused a whole bunch of whole bunch of problems on the internet. But you know what? It, it, he he is right. You know, guys guys here have to work way harder to get their names out there, and I I feel really bad for TDT because I think TDT is one of the best tag teams in the world, and they just have never gotten that chance. And you know, you put these guys on a main show somewhere in the U.S. You know, be it GCW, be it PWG, you guys give them that one fucking shot, man. These guys will become stars overnight. And the same goes for Benjamin Tell. I've been watching Benjamin Tell for at least over, like, man, over a decade, you know, maybe 15 years. He is so good and he's gotten so much better. And he eats and sleeps wrestling just like everyone else, you know. And, uh, you know, straight, straight out of our wrestling, you know, fresh air, as you said. You know, McRae started off at the IWS Dojo, then he moved to the Keep, and he trained under Uno and, and uh, Stu uh, and James Stone. Uh, Junior Benito, trained by James Stone, Uno and Stu, you know, they phenomenal tag team. And in the IWS, you know, we have the IWS Dojo. We have Alex Mays. We have Christera. Christera, uh, Christera will be in the WWE within a year. She will be in AEW or the WWE within a year as a star. This girl has it all. She, she, she is not... You know, she eats, sleeps, and lives wrestling. We got Melanie Havoc. We have, we have, we have, we have Nathan. We have so many people coming out of this school that are just so good. And you know, they—they're a family. They're a team. They all work so hard to get their name out of there. You know, Cat uh, Creed, who who just when this girl goes to the ring, she demands respect. People look at her and she demands respect. Of course, you know, Casanova Productions. You know, they're they're heat machines. Uh, the Green Phantom. I mean, the Green Phantom has been doing this for so damn long, and it's almost like. It's almost like his career is taking off now, you know, like, you know, he's doing tournament of death. He's in Mexico right now. He wrestled for Arrow Stars fed yesterday. He's, he did zone 23 today. You know, he, he's going everywhere, you know, and it's like, and it's wild. And just, just speaking on like IWS, like I've had this discussion several, several times. So in the province of Quebec, we're the only English fed and, you know, to the powers, the, the powers that be in Quebec wrestling and this and that, we were really the fed that was never supposed to make it. Cause we were like the anti-heroes, you know, we're the guys nobody wanted, and we turned around and we made this big successful company. And you know, nobody, nobody in this province ever gives us the props we deserve. You know, and it's like uh, I say it a lot of times when, when, when you know, when, when people piss me off. Like, you walk into any city in the world, and you guys will know this as wrestling journalists. You walk into any city in the world, 
and you walk into an indie show that's generally known and you say Canada, people will say IWS. They won't mention anyone else. That's how fucking long we've been around. That's how well, that's how well known we are. And, you know, the green phantom was telling me when he got to Mexico, he was, he was with, he was with Aerostar and he was with the guys from Sony 23. And he's like, these guys, the main eventers in those shows were pulling out IWS VHS tapes and DVDs and showing them to him. This is how long we've been watching you, you know? And the same thing, you know, a lot of people told me, you know, like GCW, you know, like the guys that were headlining our show, you know, and the, the up and comers and everything like that grew up watching us, you know, and we're still doing it, you know, we're doing it well and we're, do, we're, you know, we're in shape and we're fit. And, you know, that's how, that's how big this company has become. And we brought, you know, it, it, it can't be denied. So, you know, like I personally, people are like, doesn't it make you mad sometimes if you don't get the respect you want in your own province, but you, you know, you, and I'm like, no, because I'd rather get respect worldwide than here, you know, and we're constantly innovating. And, you know, we we're the only English Federation in Quebec, but we're the only Federation to get a French TV show, you know, <laughs> go figure, you know? So it's like that, that speaks volumes. You know, we have a, we have a TV show on fight network Canada. We have a TV show on fight network USA. Now we're streaming on fight plus, not fight, fight plus the premier network, you know, and uh, it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're just going to keep doing it, man. Cause you know, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, if, um, I wanted to just highlight a couple of the matches here for people who, you know, get tuned into the show coming up. Um, uh, Scar for life. Some of the big matches that you got coming up. Um, yeah. You got Vanessa Craven versus Maki Ito. I mean, that's, that's huge having Maki come in. Yeah, that is, that is huge. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm a big fan of Maki. I think that girl has branded herself so damn well. She deserves it. She de deserves all the attention she's getting worldwide, but you know what? Somebody who deserves it even more is Vanessa Craven because Vanessa Craven never got that chance. You know, she almost got that chance. She got hurt. But I think Vanessa Craven, honest to God, I think Vanessa Craven should be in NXT. I think she, or AEW, she should be out there kicking the shit out of people because there is no specimen like Vanessa Craven and she can go, you know? So I'm very happy that she's having that match. I hope it gets her places because that's one of the reasons why we do what we do. We want to get, you know, we want people to get ahead, you know? So, and hopefully not forget where they came from. <laughs> so, you know? Sure. When uh, you mentioned Melanie Havoc, your IWS women's champion, she defeated Allie Catch on that GCW event. Um, and she's uh, wrestling Danny Leo. So um, if you want to speak yeah, to that a little bit. Well. Da Danny Leo is really, really good. Danny Leo came to our school. Uh, she was in another school. She was very unhappy there. She ended up coming to our school. She picked everything up really, really fast. She's getting really, really good. Danny Leo is also like, you, you cannot tell by looking at her, but she is one of the fittest women in professional wrestling. Like the girl can squat. 225 pounds the girl can do tension up she's she's very very athletic and she's fine-tuning you know that athleticism in with the pro wrestling and i think she's gonna get really really ahead uh, you know melanie havoc has been in the wrestling scene for a long time as a manager she finally took the steps to become a pro wrestler she trained really hard she deserves everything she's gotten another match that we're really looking forward to of course is the four-way ladder match we got the bay city choir boys who have been you know a french tag team who have been tearing it up like crazy we have uh, Fresh Air, who I mean, you know, there's nothing we, there's nothing bad you could say about Fresh Air. They're amazing, you know. You have Wasted Youth, who came in, they debuted last event with us. They're an amazing tag team, really, really good kids. And of course, you got TVT, and it's a ladder match. And you know, ladder matches in the IWS are like no other place. They're completely, completely wild. So that'll be that, that is going to be something completely special. Benjamin Tall putting the title on the line against Dark Sheik. I'm really, I cannot wait to see Dark Sheik go to the ring. You know, 
uh, it, it's wild. It, it, it's so wild. I'm looking so forward to that. Um, you have Casanova Productions and uh, Casanova Productions, the three of them going against going against uh, the Green Phantom, uh, Cristera and Alex Mays. Uh, Cristera and Alex Mays just beat them for the tag belts last event. It's going to be a great, 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 great match. Of course, you have Ali Catch and and, and uh, you have Ali Catch and uh, Effie, <laughs> Effie going against me and Lufisto, and it's pretty crazy. I've fought Lufisto several times in the past 25 years. I've never teamed with her, so I'm really, really looking forward to this. And, uh, you know, us Canadians have a reputation of showing those American GCW guys what real deathmatch wrestling is. So uh, I think they're in for a surprise because they're going against the king and queen. So so it's going to be pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. Lufisto wrestled um, Sawyer on the uh, on that last yeah. GCW yeah. IWS show. And yeah, uh, that and was fresh played. off Lufisto. Yeah, she she just recently in the Hall of Fame too, around that time, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wrestled a week later. She wrestled uh, she wrestled Rena actually in Toronto a week later as well. It was wild. So it's uh, I, I'm really really looking forward to this event. And another thing too, it's you know, a lot of people told me why why are you running an event in the middle of July? July is the worst time of the year to run shows. It's summer. There's a lot going on. It's very hard to draw. You know, I mean, we're running a company. You know, we, we have to put on events, and especially with the Fight Plus deal coming. We, re- we really needed to run this date. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of events going on in the city of Montreal and everything. But lucky for me, it's going to be raining all week. So most most outdoor festivals are canceled and it's going to be hot as hell. And the Olympia has air conditioning. So what better thing to do? What better thing to do with your night? You come to the Olympia, 45 bucks. You get to see eight solid wild matches, top tier production values streamed on Fight Plus. Come in and see the hometown heroes go live across the world. Because I guarantee you, if you thought March was crazy, if you thought those, there were some viral clips coming from March, man, it's going to be the exact same thing. Sunday, July 16th, the entire internet's going to be talking about us again. Any, our last question that we, that we ask yeah. everybody is the coolest thing you have in your room. The coolest thing I have in my room, my, my two cats. <laughs> they <just ran> away. <laughs> we had one to a run in. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we had a quick run in earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my two cats. Uh, a lot of bongs because <laughs> I, I own Prohibition downtown Montreal's premier sm- smoking accessory store. Uh, yeah. not too we many, might get demonetized many. if you show one of those. So yeah, I, I really want to see it. Show, show one, right when we get off, go off air, you can show me your yeah. Well. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I am interested. Yeah, yeah. If anyone yeah. wants to say, yeah. I mean, we, 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 we will shill though. So, I mean, it, I don't know. There's a fine line between like sponsorship and like demonetization, I feel like. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah, if I if I show the bongs, you're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't want to do that. Really that. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, all right, fine. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Manny, please. Please yeah. let everyone know uh, where they can find you at. And again, another another plug for IWS Scarf of Life it, this Saturday, sure. July 15th. Yes. Uh, we're, you can find us anywhere. Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook on uh, IWS Hardcore, PCP Crazy Manny on uh, on Instagram and on, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, tickets are available at, Lung- at Linktree slash IWS Hardcore. All the newspaper articles on our shows, everything's available there. And yeah, man, uh, come check it out or watch it on Fight Plus. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild event, just like every other event we have. And honestly, I tell everybody about this when, when I tell them about coming to a live show. You don't have to come to a lot IWS live show for the wrestling. The wrestling is top tier. The show is wild. You're gonna see insanity, but you really have to come to one of our live shows for the fucking atmosphere because it's all about the atmosphere. 
yeah awesome atmosphere but I, like i said yeah. the, the what i've seen of, of y'all's shows uh awesome yeah. atmosphere and fight plus we aren't we are not endorsed or we're sponsored yeah. by fight plus but i, yeah. I legitimately believe like if you're a yeah. fan of professional wrestling i've what's it yeah. now I, I have it for five bucks a month because i got in early but Same. i think it's only like yeah. seven or eight bucks still it's eight so bucks it's like a month yeah eight bucks a month like your yeah. one show that you're running yeah. this week is worth eight bucks and not exactly. to mention all the other stuff you're going to get. So like, if yeah. you're, if you're watching this interview and you do not have fight plus, I'm not, yeah. I have no benefit at all of, yeah. of getting you to go sign up, but I yeah. think you should. So there you go. Thank uh, you. Just on, an, on another note, if you, if you like if you, if you like supporting the independent professional wrestling feds, I'm, I'm going to be real. This, this is going to piss a lot of people off, but like I, I've been involved in several streaming deals. I've been involved in streaming deals since the very, very beginning, you know, fight plus, actually takes care of the wrestling companies you know they they actually make sure you you get some good money out of it you know and they help out they send the live u 300s which are very expensive units to the event so you could stream they offer a lot a lot of uh, a lot of info and everything like that they are the one true company that if you know if you can get on fight i don't know about fight the regular fight uh, i have nothing to do with that but if you're good enough to get on fight plus you've made it because they do care about you as a company they they you know, I talk with the top people there. They, you know, many, many other companies from television companies to smaller streaming platforms, you know, it, people, people get annoyed with you or, or people don't even talk to you. I've been on television. I've had several television deals. A lot of people don't even want to sit in a room with you. These guys, the top people there, they speak to you. They take their time. They help you out and they make sure you get paid well. So I give them big props on that. There you go. Again, you can get Fight Plus. Uh, I believe it's $8 now. If, you, if you're signing up new, Jensen and I got in on that early. Only $5 for us. Um, but yeah, Fight Plus, a, a great deal if you're, if you're a wrestling fan. Everybody can watch IWS Scarred for Life again this Saturday, July 15th on Fight Plus. Get on that right now. Go check out all the links below. All the links to, to support Manny, support IWS are in the description. Everybody, Manny, thank you again for your time tonight. We really, we appreciate it. We're very grateful for you sharing all these stories and, and just insight and knowledge for your long historic career that is not over, still kicking ass, gonna kick yeah. some ass this Saturday, July 15th, IWS Card for Life. Everyone, go check it out. Thank you again to Manny. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Guys, we'll be right back here on The Spotlight. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.